Welcome to another edition of Mortgage Whining, where we whine about the mortgage business while drinking wine. Uh, we have some returning guests, special guests as well. We have Matthew Stevens, branch manager, Glasgow, Kentucky. We have Ariel Best, senior loan officer in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have, again, I'll say it over and over, my, my podcast bestie here, Mike Fisher from Brighton, Michigan. And I'm Tim Pasquale, president of Ross Mortgage. And um, welcome, everyone. Cheers. 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 Oh, there we go. Perfect. I'm excited about this episode because before this episode aired, I learned all sorts of new definitions and meanings for what I just always thought was your backyard. So today's episode is all about how to build a community. Um, but before we tell the fine folks here listening about how to build a community, why don't everyone define to me what they think is a community? So when I say build a community, Matthew, I'll start with you. What's the first thing you think about? Sure. Uh there's an old adage that says good fences make good neighbors. Now the whole idea that, that people go with with that is like suburban six foot fences leave me alone. Uh -huh. But that's not exactly what that comes from. It comes from the old old days uh, of actually old England where your, your fences were made of stone. And uh, so the idea is that stone fences suck. They're only three foot and they fall over all the time. And so what would happen is that you're, as you would walk your fence line, the, the fence would be down regularly. And so whatever neighbor was walking the fence line would rebuild the fence. And so there was always this aspect of improving what you had to make life better for both of you. And I'd say that, that pretty much defines community for me. I like it. We're gonna build stone fences. All right, podcast is over. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, he went way back, he went deep. I love it, I love it. Ariel. <laughs> I did this to you the last time you were on here. I'm going to do it again. Follow that. <laughs> well, I'm going to follow that and I'm going to tap into what I know is an undertapped market for every exhausted loan officer mother. It takes a village. It takes a whole village to get everything done in your life. And if there is no woman and no loan officer, if there is, please comment on this video and tell me how you're doing it, please. I need your assistance. Uh, but. It takes a village to get everything done. We write God knows how many loans a month. We have to keep in contact with everybody. And then it is just kind of standard. Moms are in charge of a lot of things in life. So we do all of the things that you guys are doing. No offense. We do all the things. But then we have a whole extra community that we have to have because it's like we need somebody to commiserate with. And then just the realtors we know and other moms we know because, hey, one of my realtors, do you mind taking Catherine to dance class with your kids when you go? Because I can't make it there. I've got to deal with this file. Yeah, that's fine. It takes a village, and that's what community means to me, is having a village you can count on and rely on and ask questions to and break, break down to. And then they pick you back up. You get to break down here, but you don't get to unpack and live here. Put your crap back in your box and let's go. Get back up. <laughs> Dust yourself off. I love it. I love it. What's your definition of community, Fish? You know, I had never thought about it this way until literally yesterday. One of my friends yesterday said, you know, I think us loan officers get together in these communities because our employers really don't have psychiatrists or mental <laughs> health options. And, I mean, there's really no professional help to help us uh, get through this world that we have. And so we just kind of get together on, uh, on our own with a, with a few you know, informal leaders, leaders kind of helping us get through it all, if you will. Yeah, so, my therapist said, wow, when yeah. I told her what goes on. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes community can, can literally just be that. It, not just a place to vent, but a place where people you know, know your name like the old Cheers show, but but just understand the same position you're in. They're living a similar life. They have similar victories and similar struggles, and that that kind of unites you. 
so I grew up, and I'm not about ready to go over my whole uh, childhood or anything like that, but I had a bad taste in my mouth for psychiatrists and therapists when I grew up, and now I have a business coach, and I, and I love my business coach, and she's great. And uh, the other day I said, wow, you've totally tricked me. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, you call yourself a business coach, but you're not. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're a therapist. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, that's what she is, right? And it's just, it's just amazing. So that, that made me think of that, so that's funny. Uh, my definition of community to me is your network. Um, that's what I believe a community is. And those are people that you can depend on. Uh, it's people that you rely on. And more importantly, it's people that rely on you. And I always feel like if you have people that rely on you, it holds you to a different standard. So I look at my family, my four children, my wife, that's a community to mine. Uh, I look at all my referral sources where I have to do good by them in order for them to feed their families. That's my community. Um, so to me, a community is a, is a much nicer word uh, for network. And then that's how, that, that's what defines me. What I do love about asking this question and having four very competent loan officers uh, sitting here is that we all had different answers. And, and everybody looks at a community different, differently. That's why before, when we, before we aired, you, you know, someone had said about you know, define community, and I was like, well, what the heck's a community? You know what I mean? Because everybody just thinks of it differently. So those are really good answers. So I think what, what would help the loan officers listening today is how all of you built your community. You know, you guys are all very successful loan officers and you did it in one way or another, right? And you built a community. So Fish, we'll start with you. Um, obviously, uh, from the shirt you're wearing, which I would assume is a, is a community of yours, uh, Mortgage Loan Officer Network, which is on Facebook, which all of, our, all of us are part of it and we all contribute tons to. Um, how, how do you build a community? Because I, I, think it's, I think it's a little tougher today than it was, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. So, you know, Tim, you're asking specifically about a community that actually is in most part, a social media community. Mm -hmm. People kind of came together, um, used the, the power of social media connections to, to find us and to talk with us and to network with us. Um, and, you know, truth be told, I had started that community basically five, six, seven years ago, and I just started connecting people through Facebook. But before Facebook was around, I had always been the type of loan officer that connected a lot with other loan officers. I had always talked to other loan officers about deals they couldn't do, tried to you know, trade referrals back and forth, tried to help them grow, they would try to help me grow. And I used that as kind of a, a source of inspiration to keep going in the mortgage industry. And you know, I found that a lot of people did what I was doing, but not everybody did it at the same level. A lot of loan officers looked at everybody uh, around them, even folks in their own office, place as competitors. So they didn't always want to spend time helping or spend time certainly helping people outside of their office. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I had had a lot of that kind of in my DNA before Facebook even came around. Then when I found Facebook, it became a lot easier to talk to these people and to connect with them and to share uh, different things that we were doing in our businesses to grow. And, you know, I, I think you remember me kind of in the earliest stages of one of the first social communities that I built and you were just saying like, dude, get off of Facebook and just go write more loans. Mm, I, was like, I might but, have said that. 
But Tim, <laughs> this is helping me more right now because I'm learning how to yeah, you know, do things I didn't yeah, know how to do before. Here's a fun fact. And I apologize for that, by the way, later on. He did. In he life, did. I did apologize, did for, apologize that. for that. I was, I was not right. I was not correct. I met Fish through MLNet. Like I joined it in March of 2018. And I remember joining and thinking, oh, this is like the big leagues. This is where the real loan officers come mm. to like commiserate. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to stay quiet. I'm not going to ask any dumb questions. I think you made a post not two, three months later, we need to treat newer loan officers better. And I'm like, well, let me ask this dumb question real quick. Mm. And everybody was so recipro like, reciprocal of it and just genuine and nice and friendly. And I was like, okay, cool. And that's where we cultivated a friendship. And then I called him with a, somebody did a credit repair campaign. That was a headache. But then it's like, hey, here's a, here's a lead. And wound up getting his number. And we just started chit-chatting back and forth. And that's where not a year later it was MMBC. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, we, we kind of helped each other a few deals traded back and forth. And, you know, I helped you a little bit with VA loans and, you know, next thing you know, you're part of our team. Yeah. So, you know, that's a perfect example of, get off of Facebook. A, a benefit that I yeah. didn't necessarily <laughs> intend. I didn't <laughs> set out <laughs> to, to, you know, hire a loan officer, you know, four no, states away. Um, I didn't say, oh, this is what I want to do. And, you know, like a traditional business coach would have said, Mike, write it down and then come up with a plan and then, you know, work backwards to that plan. And I, I approached it from a different perspective. I said, well, I kind of know what I want the results to be, but if, if I just build this network where I'm cool to people and I help them as much as I can, I'm guessing that they're going to help me a little bit along the way. Um, and I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this as we talk, but one of the things I really learned from my early days in my community is that with any community, you have to make sure you're not over committing yourself. You know, mm -hmm. like we talked about your analogy with the, the neighbor's fence. You might walk down the yard and fix your neighbor's fence, but it doesn't mean you have to walk around the entire neighborhood right, yeah. and fix Just every fix single section. fence. Just because you're the guy that, you know, might be good at picking up rocks. It's okay. You can just take care of your little section sure. and then get back to the other things that you have to do. And I think um, sometimes people dive a little bit too far into the community and think they have to solve everyone else's problems. Right. And, and you know, that's not always the case. And that's, I mean, a, a community is innately mutually beneficial. It's symbiotic. But this whole idea of working together, it's not so that so much that you fall on your sword and you bleed out for others, but rather you're pouring into others, they're pouring into you. And that's what ultimately builds your community. That's what MLNet is. And that's what any healthy community is going to look like is no one is, is, of 100% a giver and no one's 100% a taker. We're, we're giving, we're taking, we're growing together. Um, whether it's socially on social media or digitally or in your local physical community, it's, it's got to look like that. Absolutely. How, you, how are you building your community? TikTok. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, My daughter would be so happy about that. Yeah. So uh, I don't even know, accidentally started just gaining a lot of attention because I was like, okay, post on social media, I post a lot on Facebook, I do a lot of videos on Facebook. Here's another platform, let's see how, how much I can mess this up and started posting and then woke up one morning and I was like, oh, 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 lots of people have seen this video. And because it was helpful content. Mm -hmm. I've always done videos and just done helpful content and geared it mostly towards really other people we work with in the industry. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna gear this towards the people that I work for. Like I work on behalf of veterans, I don't, you know, I'm not targeting them, but I'm working on behalf of veterans. Here's some information. And then it just started gaining and gaining and people would be asking questions. And now it's become kind of a channel where people come and they're like, hey, let me ask this question. I have a thing, ask a question, I'll answer the question on a video. Just keep going because it doesn't take a lot to answer, start answering questions. Still posting on Facebook and all that good jazz, but I 
don't, I ne when I'm growing up, I never had a in-person community. Keep the childhood stuff later, but I never had an in-person community. So the only way I knew how to connect with people was to be on social media. So that's why I'm probably better at it is because I can connect with them. I can be able to get information to them in a way that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that communities have helped me with is that, so I obviously I was a loan officer for 16 years and became president of the company four years ago. Education. Like, so many top producers think they know it all, mm. right? And they do inside their community, right? And they're good, and they're really good. They wouldn't be top producers if they weren't. Right. Well, for me, the shocker was, okay, when I started, we were doing, we were licensed in two states, doing loans in one, all right? Last year, we did a, at least one loan in 14 states, right? You know how much knowledge you need to learn to, to do in one more state? Like, it's just insane, right? And these communities have helped me out so much. And I mean, especially, I mean, I say this to Mike all the time, Mortgage Loan Officer Network. I mean, I met you both right. through Mortgage Loan Officer Network. Right. I mean, that's how I, that's how I meet people today. Right. Like if I want to meet people, I don't, I just start there. Mm -hmm. I go on there. I start reading posts. I start talking, helping people out. And what I love about his network and TikTok, what you're talking about is that you meet people by helping. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do is when I go on and I see posts, I find something that I can answer and you always make sure you know the damn answer. Don't answer if you don't know it. Right. But it's like I go there and I'll look at the last like five or six posts. He said, damn. I did. I said, well, that's, does that count? I don't know. We said, damn. Sorry. You didn't uh, use the Lord's name, so I don't think it counts. But uh, my point is, is that I just, I love the idea of being able to meet someone or introduce yourself by serving them. Introduce yourself by helping Here's them. Here's some useful knowledge at no cost to you. Right. I I'm mean, gonna, I think your TikTok videos are awesome. I'm I learn build, something new every time I watch them. I'm going to build on what you just said because, so I have a, Pretty solid presence, presence, presence on TikTok. Pretty solid presence for business on Facebook, on my personal page. But I also admin and run. We run with me and a whole bunch of other ladies. We run all of our like north of the county for lost and found animals, for pets that are lost and found. I'm in a real estate investment group. I run a home DIY group, and none of that has anything specifically to do with real estate, mm. but because that's something I can do to give back to my community because I'm passionate about pets and fluffies. If you have a dog, I will pet it. That is just the end of that conversation. And then I'm passionate about helping people with DIY projects, even though I suck at them. So I like to pick where my passions are and be the experts there too, because even if it doesn't grow business, it's growing outside communities, which are important to have. You need to detox too at sometimes and be able to go, let me yeah. go help somebody do something else that's not work related. Well, in any, in any industry, so this is, this will transcend mortgages, but the person who makes the most money is the one who has the most solutions. And mm -hmm. so ultimately that's exactly what we're all talking about here is finding value to add and that's value added is a great buzzword right now, but it's, it's ultimately solutions. It's finding the fix to someone's problems. Mm -hmm. You said this the other day. I know a guy, I got a guy for that. <laughs> I have a guy for everything. That was my, uh, that was my tag growing up or in this business was buddies. Uh -huh. I remember going to my first conference ever with my CEO. He took me to a conference because I don't know, maybe he saw something in me. I sure didn't. And he did this speech. And one of his, and part of his speech was talking about to all. There was like a thousand people in the room, and he's talking about um, how to pick the best salespeople. And he goes, "Oh, that one's simple." And he said, "I just find the guy who says the word buddy and has the most buddies." 
He goes, because the person who has the most monies typically gets the most business because they just know everyone. And if you just tell them what you do, right. you're going to trip over business. You know, I used to tell all my salespeople when I ran a branch, I used to say it all the time. What's the easiest way to get to, to tell someone what you do? Does anyone know the easiest way to, to get to tell someone what you do? Ask them what they do. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Every time I was in an elevator, I somehow, some way I'd get the conversation going and say, Hey, so what do you do? Because everybody answers it the same way. Oh, I'm a teacher. What do you do? It's everybody follows it with what do you do? And then you right. get to tell them and they don't even realize that really all you wanted was them to ask, what do you do? And the ones that don't aren't worth doing business with anyways. So, <laughs> so, that's, so did all these DIY groups that you ended up in lead to like groups about how to fix your broken hand and broken toes and things like that? We're not that? talking about that, okay? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> my entire closet fell apart yesterday. You'll be proud that I didn't touch, like the entire thing fell off the wall. Did you build it? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't break anything. Except for the wall. Now there is drywall all over my closet right now. And I'm just like, well, But you're safe. Because last time I was supposed to come here, I managed to break my hand. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So unless people are really bored watching this, the people who are watching this are loan officers and people that want to know more about our industry and stuff like that. And what, a lot of this stuff and the reason why we're talking about this stuff is, is the next question. And it's, it's the big one for me because this is why I want to watch this, this video. This is what I'm really doing it for. And, and that is how do you utilize your community to grow your business and create wealth? So you've created this community. I mean, I think, you know, Mike's, I keep using Mike's Mortgage Law Officer Network as a great example. I know that I've utilized his community to right. grow my business and create wealth, right? So how, what is some of the best ways, tips and tricks to utilize your community to grow your business and create wealth? Matthew, we'll start with you. Uh, I think it was Ziegler that said, um, the more you help others, the more they're going to want to help you. And so that goes back to the solutions, the fences, and to the community itself. And it, it is, uh, if, I mean, if you want to truly find wealth, it is in what you, what you invest in, what you plant grows is, a, is, a, is a, a life motto that I have. And so whenever you're invested in finding someone's financial success, is what we're talking about in mortgages specifically. Whenever you're invested in finding someone's financial success, one of the things I'll, I'll tell you, um, we're the highest rated uh, mortgage company in, in our area, mortgage team in our area. We have a ton of referrals coming in. I have a very small marketing budget. And here's why, because we start that conversation with a very simple plan. Is we're gonna, we believe no one wants a mortgage, everyone wants a home. We're gonna give you good solid financial advice. We're not gonna lie to you. And we're gonna give you a solid plan to win with your family. If we do that, and we meet and exceed your expectations, would you give us a five-star review and would you tell four or five people about us in the next year? And the answer is always yes. <laughs> It's always yes. And so we find out what their problem is. We help them find a viable solution. And then we ask them to, to help us be successful as well. I freely admit, I don't make money off of people's interest for 30 years. I'm not the local bank. I, I, we, we run a retail mortgage operation. We only get paid one time. And so what we need is not more interest. What we need is more transactions. And so we have to do what it takes to be successful. So we help people be successful. And then ultimately they tell the world about us. And that, that's what we found that grows our community and wealth. And it helps our customers be wealthy as well. Sure, absolutely. It's a great answer. Ariel? He's better at asking directly for business than I am. I don't directly ever ask for business. I really, I never solicit anybody. I disclose all I'm not offering to lend to you, but if you need a lender, call me, here's my number. Uh, and then just continue to give education because I had somebody reach out 
through, I've had got 16 TikTok messages that I have not looked at yet today, which I need to address. And then I've had people reaching out through Instagram. Hey, you do VA loans, right? Yes, I do. What you need? Can I have this person call you? Absolutely, I'm happy to help. And I just continue to put knowledge out there and make sure that they have my contact information. But I also, I don't, I need to do better at that. I mostly just put a lot of information out there, keep it in tidbit amounts so it's not too much and people still continue to come to me for that, but just growing community-wise, connecting with people that I wanna work with, I cross-interview my real estate agents because it has to be something, are we gonna get along? Are we gonna be friends after this? I'm gonna invite you to Catherine's birthday party. We always do a bounce house every single year and balloons, it's a thing. Everybody at my daughter's birthday party is somebody that I've either done a transaction for and we've become friends through it because I remember every single closing I've ever had, every single one of them. And I've become friends with them. My entire, like at least a third of my Facebook is probably people I've either done a transaction with or somebody I've done their mortgage and we became actual friends after that. A birthday party when I get home for one of my clients and her kid. He's adorable. First birthday. <laughs> like all the time. Awesome. That is utilizing the community. Let's hear it. All right. So there's a lot of different communities that I'm a part of. So it's, it's <laughs> tricky to answer this one directly. Um, you know, I think for me, taking the skills that I learn, you know, one community and translating them to another community is, is kind of important to analyze what you've done in the past and what's worked and what hasn't worked. Sure. So like, for example, when I do a loan officer community, you know, I know that it's very helpful to have helpful videos and to have people who I know um, are going to kind of help me build the community by inviting other loan officers or participating more or making videos themselves. So, you know, I'll ask those people, hey, can you help me? Can you share a video here? Can you share a video there? Can you come on a you know a podcast with me? Now, I've done similar things in local agent communities and local just straight up city community groups where I'll find different people in the community and ask them to help me build mm. that network. Mm. So it's, it's the same building skills. And I, I think at some point when your community gets to a critical size, you do have to put it out there that you, know, you are kind of in it for business and there is something that folks can do to help you. Yeah. You know, what can I do to help you? Well, you could potentially use this for a mortgage. Well, you could potentially come, you know, be part of the VA training that we're doing, or you could potentially help me find somebody uh, in a state that you're not licensed in. Mm. And that's, that's part of what I've changed in the last couple of years. And I was helping a lot of loan officers, um, you know, in many cases I was helping them for free. And unlike, you know, in your case with your community, when you're helping the veterans and the realtors, these loan officers are licensed. They, you know, they necessarily, are, I'm not going to make any money helping them because they're going to do the transactions themselves. So I would have to ask them to help me and figure out how they could help me. So I would help them and they, oh, this is great. You're helping me a lot. Awesome. I'm glad that you're helping me. In return, could you maybe help me by sending someone to one of these programs, you know, where we do collect money? Or maybe if you have a borrower that's looking to buy in one of these states that you're not in, or maybe you have a loan officer that doesn't like their business model that might want to work with me or my branch or my company. Right. So I had to get very specific about asking and coming up with something that others could do to help me when I would spend a lot of time helping them. I think that's a really good point because I think one of the biggest problems I had, um, you know, when, when you create a large community is you can get wrapped up in it. 
mm-hmm. and and you can get wrapped up by its by its size, and you can get wrapped up by the amount of um, communication going on, and you can forget that most of us are at a point in our lives, careers, and stuff like that where we have family, we have kids, we have all that stuff. We are doing this for all the right reasons, to be sure. But we're doing it to grow our business and to try sure. to make more money. And you got it, that, you, that those are pitfalls that you can grow that, that can happen. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, what do you do? So, the best way for me to, the long winded way to say what I'm trying to say is take the knowledge you gain from your large community that you're in and bring it to your smaller community to make money. And I think that um, what I've done with uh, Mortgage Loan Officer Network in the past is I've taken the Dan Keller approach, right? Go listen to that guy out in Washington who does over $100 million a year and, and all that and just take his ideas and bring it to the smaller community that really does feed your family, that really does you know line your pockets. And man, that's worth everything, right? So that, that, that's, that's utilizing the communities you're in to grow your business and create wealth but you might not necessarily be doing it in that large community. It's just utilizing it and, and using it in order to bring it back to the smaller right. community that you're in, you know, to, in order to really, really start rocketing to your next level. Um, all right. So at this point, uh, what I like to always do is have a little success story. So um, I'd like everyone to share. Ariel, we'll start with you. Share a success story that you had uh, in any community you want to talk about. TikTok community, I know you've got a bunch. I know everybody's got a bunch, so this is hard. I get it, but pick one and let's hear it because I, I think validation is the most important thing. And we always end on these stories, these success stories, but the reason why we end on them is because it's validating everything we've been talking about. So validate some successes. Can he go first? Because I got to think about this for a second. I don't <laughs> consider going viral on TikTok a success. I consider that just actually helping people. But it's a success. But it's a success. I mean, ultimately, if you, I mean, you, you help to... You created a community, you brought value, and then ultimately it built wealth for you and your family. I helped a bunch of veterans advocate for themselves on loans when they were stuck in contract, that which was like super exciting. Cause I've had a lot of guys reach out to me and they'll be like, hey, I took your information back to my loan officer and now this is fixed. Yes, I have one guy, we're not even licensed in that state, but he's been like keeping me posted the entire time. The entire time, I'm like, this is awesome. Thank you. Is your appraisal back yet? What's going on with the repairs you said you needed? All in the TikTok comments. And I'm like, there's this one dude. His name is Richard. He is awesome. And he's going to have goats. He's like, if you ever roll through Missouri, you stop by. We'll have some dinner. I'll make you guys steak. I'm like, I'm a vegetarian, but thank you. Appreciate it. It's been great. Just like listening to like helping him, giving him tips. I'm not like, listen to your loan officer first. I don't want to step on toes, but this is what the guidelines say. And he's like, oh, my loan officer is great. We're just dealing with the sellers not making repairs and then they're going to close. And he's like, all of this is, I didn't even know I had my VA benefits until I saw your TikTok. And I'm like, that's so cool, dude. That is an enormous success. And I'll, I'll piggyback on her success to give her even more. I mean, I live in a small town of like 15,000 people. And so, I mean, we, oh. we're, we're on, <laughs> I spend thousands of dollars on radio ads. I spend thousands of dollars on billboards. I, um, I we spent thousands of dollars on a 1985 deuce and a half military truck to put out on, on, Please tell me you drove on the that downtown square. I, I, didn't, I didn't drive it here. Um, and so I'm doing everything I can to be locally engaged in my little bitty town. And so Ariel calls me while I'm at a, a baseball game for my kid. And she's like, hey, I, I've got a, a deal for you. I'm like, great. And I said, what state? And she was like, uh, Kentucky. Well, the majority of my business is not actually in Kentucky. Right. I mean, we're, we're everywhere. And Dude lives four miles from my house <laughs> and he's going to the local podunk bank that we already closed 10 times more business than that bank. And I'm like, 
He's like, I didn't even know you were here. And um, I was like, how do you not know we're here? How do you not know? How do you find the ginger on TikTok and you can't find the deuce and a half on the square? He was like, like, she said that you could do what she... I was like, yeah, I can do what she can do. And I'm right here. That so, was pretty exciting. Oh, I felt so bad. Oh. Yeah, that was great. That was just great. That was just great. That and, is- and so, uh, and so, I mean, that that shows how her her reach regionally and nationally impacts our local community and our whole team. Yeah. Our, our, and so the dude was standing in my office. Oh, you did get to meet him? Oh, yeah, I got to meet he him. He me a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah I got <laughs> to meet he not meet him? He lives four miles away from the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's standing in my office, and he sees our our values, and he, he said, one team, many, it's one team, many experts working together. He's like, well, that's legit. Um, because, because her connection to me. And I'm like, how did you find her on TikTok, and you can't find me everywhere? Literally sitting in the middle yeah. of town. Yeah. Oh, so. God, people stare at their phones. That's all they do. They don't look at the road signs anymore. Yeah. That, that is I'm gonna, hilarious. I'm going to start dancing on the internet. Can we go thirst trap bait and switch together? Yes! I, I oh, can't can follow that. Somehow we got to follow, follow, really, follow that one. I, I cannot so. follow that. I have no clue how to follow that. You know, I had a gentleman that you met when we went to Tampa a few months ago, and uh, I had never met this person. I literally knew him zero and I just kind of put one of the posts out there in our community and I said, hey, I'm gonna be in Tampa, let's, uh, let's all meet up. We'll have a happy hour, we'll meet in Tampa. So lo and behold, I had this guy named John say, oh, this is great, Michael, we'll meet you in Tampa. I'm like, oh, I'm not even friends with them. Okay, I'm friends with them now, cool. And I get down there and he tells me about how he's watched every video I've made and he's yeah, followed my community and that. I'm the only source of education and information that he's had as a loan officer and he's about to have his first $10 million closing month. And like, I was a big part of that. And I'm like, this is crazy. Good to meet you. Like number one, I should have got paid something, but (laughs) (laughs) like, this is, this is kind of cool, you know, that I could help somebody that much. And, you know, again, the money aside part of it, I I let that go right away. Cause I can't, I can't think about things like that. I just don't, that's not how I'm wired. And of course, you know, he wants to be a big part of the next community I'm building with veterans. He's already helped send a handful of people to us in states he's not licensed in. Like, I think he connected with you just a few days ago. Oh, is that John? Yep. I love him. He's great. Yeah. And, and so, again, just helping somebody without intentionally even trying to help them by putting um, something good out in the community. You know, yeah. we put a lot of helpful information in the community. Somebody actually did read it. Somebody was paying attention. And, you know, lo and behold, it, it, I'm guessing based on knowing this guy, he would have been successful no matter who helped him. But it seemed like he got there really, really fast. And it seemed like I was a part of it. And it was just cool. Yeah. It was just 100%. pretty cool. So I'll reiterate that my business tripled after my first MNBC event. My first month tripled. I went from $700,000 a month to $2 million a month after getting back from MNBC. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. My, my success story is a little different because it was kind of funny. I was the guy who told Mike to get off uh, Facebook and write more loans. But my success story is the Mortgage Loan Officer Network. Um, my, the biggest successes I can think I, I can take from the Mortgage Loan Officer Network is the three people that I'm interviewing right now. You know, uh, Mike worked with us prior uh, and then I stayed in touch with him because of the network. 
and that's and that's how uh, I invited you to be a speaker at yeah, one of the events I yeah, hosted. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's how we got back. That's how we uh, ended up uh, getting back. And uh, I met both of you uh, through events uh, at the MLO Network. And the amount of reach that you get with social media has you know taken me a 180. You know, I mean, again, I was a small community guy. My community growing up in this business, and I was I, I like to think I was pretty good at it was it was a small community it was five cities right and i local newspapered it and that's how i did it and that's how i grew and my goal was to just be the largest loan officer in those five cities and and that would be a success enough for me well that was great when i was a loan officer uh, and then when i took the role that i have today it was like all right you know my ceo just looks at me and says all right we gotta grow and it's like well, I basically shunned everyone in my community because I wanted to do all the business, so I can't grow there. So now where do I go? <laughs> you know, it's like how do I how do I grow? Well, and not only that is we already had you know thirty six loan officers in Michigan, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So it's pretty hard when you got that many people in one state to not step on toes, right? So it's like we got to go out of state. How are we going to get out of state? LinkedIn? No, that's the worst way ever. You know, it's, you got to get to know them. You get to know, you be friends with them. And then if it happens, it happens, you know, I mean, and that's, and that's what I think is so cool about these social media communities. Uh, I'm so glad that, you know, fish knocked me over the head and said, listen, it's not all about just writing loans in your backyard, you know, and it's about educating people, making them better. And people don't forget that. So when it is time to ask if they're interested in hearing about a different opportunity, you know, the ones that, the ones that you're friends with, they, they answer yes a lot quicker. You know, so just to, just cool. And I definitely tell the story to other people about you three and, and, and the others that have joined us through the community. Um, but it's just a very, very unique, very new. People think it's not, you know, th people think it's really old. It's not, you know, for people my age um, to, to know someone in Tampa. Like we went and I went and interviewed three people in Tampa in the last six months. Right. I don't know any other way I would have met them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, I don't know how I would have gotten to them, you know? Um, so it's, it's just, it's building a community, utilizing it for growth, utilizing it to create wealth, but more importantly, just utilizing it to, like you said, feel good, feel good. It's just a really cool thing to do. So I, I think divine, you know, I got to add one thing awesome. to that, Tim. And I got to piggyback know, when you're done. So. Yeah. So we're going to piggyback and right. it's, it's that, you know, some people would, would look at, at what you're saying there and be like, well, well, yeah, you know, Mike's in charge of this group and it, it's all benefits one person. And, and I would just tell those people you're not paying attention because there are other people who are not at our company who have used the same exact network, MLO mm -hmm. network, to do you know the same thing and mm -hmm. even more to build their own teams through connections they made in the same network. You know, so the key there is to make a network that is not just one-sided about one person 100%. or one company or one concept or one product or yeah. whatever. And it's is actually really hard because I would put Ross Mortgage <laughs> is probably ranked thirtieth. Yeah. On mortgage loan officer network. Talk about amount, companies. As yeah. amount of people that talk about companies and mortgage loan officer. I'd, I'd rank us, if there was a dead last, I'd rank us dead last. You know, right. so I think you do an amazing job of, of keeping it all about helping the people. And if you end up meeting people that you behind the scenes end up getting close to and, and want to make a move, well, good for you. But right. that, but it isn't because of the, it, the, the introduction was because of the network. And that's about it, you know, for sure. When it comes to, to recruiting and stuff like that. So two things that are both parallel and have absolutely nothing to do with that, ironically enough. So what, you used to tag me all the time in videos saying, North Carolina loan officer, this is who you want to use when I was working with my previous company. Mm -hmm. 
so obviously that company has nothing to do with it, even though we have a great company. And the reason I moved over here, something I wanted to just kind of share on, because we're talking about community, we're talking about how to build a community. Not everybody is going to build a community the exact same way, hence all of our different answers, which is something that's important just to kind of think about. I was homeschooled, so as socially awkward in person as you can get, hello, that's me, nice to meet you. I'm great on social media. You probably are better in person, maybe, I don't know. If you have a better Jury's look. still out. I homeschool my kids, so. Oh, those poor kids. Bless their heart. Okay. <laughs> but having a company that's behind you that's like, yeah, totally, you do TikTok. What's a TikTok? <laughs> he had to make a TikTok just to watch my videos, which I thought was hilarious. But I appreciate that it's the freedom to grow a community in the way that suits your personality best, which again is parallel and also has nothing to do with. It is the reason I came over, but it is, wasn't the reason, but it is the reason. It's important to have that freedom, but it also has had nothing to do with the fact that I also am a bigger part of MLONA. MLONA is what led me to it. Sure. So, Absolutely. Well, here's the lesson that I see in that, and I've told a lot of people this in MLONet. It's it's kind of this simple concept that I kind of picked up the idea from BNI a long time ago. This giver's gain mentality. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to give to the point of ad nauseum or exhaustion. It just means that, you know, if you're the person who is helping a lot of people, generally in a community, everyone's going to recognize that. And, you know, like in your case, you were helping a lot of loan officers answer a lot of questions and a lot of veterans and spending a lot of time helping people. And so just naturally, it's like, well, somebody needs help in this state. Let's send her to the person that's actually helping other people mm -hmm. instead of, you know, like, hey, who's in North Carolina? Oh, there's one person that's never helped anybody ever in this community. And they just popped up this one time because there was business. Should, should we kind of give them an opportunity or the person who has helped 50 people in the last two weeks? Right. Who deserves it more? You know, and that's, the, that's the, giver's game the person that was giving wins. and helping the community is generally the person more likely to, to end up gaining from it. I normally use that just to balance my karma. I do something nice and help somebody, and then I'm like, good, I can say something smart ass later. Excuse my so, friend. Yeah, I love that. We're going to end on balancing karma. <laughs> it's very important that you balance uh, your karma. Well, and something I think, if I was going to recommend anything, is to you because you do give a lot. You give a lot of yourself. And I have a girlfriend of mine and we will constantly say to one another, do you have the bandwidth for my BS right now? Because it's important to set a boundary and be like, all right, here's my fence. I can't take everything you need to dump on me right now. I need some time to detox myself because everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. You need Matt to walk by and fix your fences for you. Bigger fences, please. I don't know if I can balance all of that <laughs> karma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of karma to try. To... Listen, it's, it's currently pretty even, okay? It'd be, it'd be a nice chore. It'd be a yeah. nice chore. But it's important to set boundaries and be like, I don't have the bandwidth for what you have to deal with right now. So thank you. Come back tomorrow. Your Mike rocks Fish are too heavy. Yeah, there you go. Are we yeah. talking about a file that you took today in application? Or? No, no. Okay. I've taken only pre-approved clients, no rescues today <laughs> that I'm aware of. Well, look, I appreciate everybody's time. Uh, I know you guys are very busy at what you do, but I think it's really important for us to get the loan officer community that this goes to and give them tips and tricks on how to grow their business and create wealth. Um, thanks again for whining a little bit about the mortgage industry, and I hope everyone has an amazing day. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.